You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Let's get back to You Better You Bet, presented by Bet MGM on the BetQL Network. Welcome back. Jeremy Conn for Nick Costas alongside Ken Barkley. It's You Better You Bet. Right here on the BetQL Network, all brought to you by BetMGM. Now, we're going to get in some MLB markets here. Uh, totals for the season, correct? Um, Ken, why don't you tell us what we're looking at? Yeah, so a lot of the uh, sports books have opened adjusted win totals, which will obviously close again once the season picks up back again on Friday night. And uh, this has happened for years. It used to be, <laughs> there used to be like one offshore or two offshores that would do this. And I would always be super interested how they would come up with like, oh man, like I just, you know, it was always just a fun exercise to think about. Now kind of everybody does it and it's more like widespread because it's a really kind of fun thing. Like the opportunity to bet a win total. We're so spoiled now, like NFL, all the domestics keep the win totals open for like every team all year, like week one, two, three, four, five, six, it's just an updated win total. We're so spoiled now. It didn't used to be like that. It used to be like, you'd bet the win total, the season would start, you're in, the end. Nothing happens again. Yeah. And baseball's all-star break and NBA's all-star break had started a little bit before sportsbook uh, betting was legalized. Couple places, but really like low limits, not very many places, you'd get these adjusted win totals. And it's just such a fun thought exercise. So for baseball, obviously, like, you know, I, I always think, at least for discussion purposes, maybe not betting, but for discussion, the most interesting ones are like your outliers, right? So your teams that were supposed to be really good, but if not, well, they kind of course correct in the second half and start playing much better. And then your teams that have been very surprising. Uh, so in baseball, Cincinnati, Baltimore, like these would probably be the first two teams that stand out, right? Uh, Arizona, Arizona and yeah. Miami, maybe are, are they, uh, are they going to continue on the trajectory that they're on? Are they going to continue outperforming expectation? I mean, the Reds, I mean, it's just every game, it's plus 140, plus 160, small favorite against like a bad team. And they just, they're just crushing. I mean, there's really crushing and just, and the market is sort of, you know, almost like aware of Cincinnati's success, but resistant to upgrade them to like a really compelling team because their starting pitching is so flimsy and it just, or at least uh, unreliable, not, sort of uh, consistently locked in, like where you, you know, they're putting a, a great starting pitcher on the mound every game and you know that that starting pitcher is really good. So I think those teams, Jeremy, are always the most interesting. So we can kind of go to whichever of those you want to go to and we can do, here's the updated number. Here's what they'd have to go in the second half to hit that and see if there's like one that stands out to us is what we want to do. Well, I, I think the interesting one, because if we went around the board here, we all might have a different answer is the Padres and Mets. Do either one of them get back in? Um, because both of them are actually, I know they faced each other at the end of the, uh, the end of the first half, if you want to call it that, but, um, they both were playing fairly well going into the all-star break, but can that carry over and which team would be more likely to do it? I'm a little bit more bullish on the Padres and I think I might be on Padres Island by myself here. Yeah. 
So Alex, our producer, put some good notes in the chat about both teams. The Mets had a preseason win total of 95 and a half. Obviously, the the uh, salary on the, on the roster was outrageous, spent more than almost any other team. And uh, and I think everybody's pretty aware that it hasn't worked out great so far. The Mets and the, you brought up the Mets and Padres. Obviously, they played right before the All-Star break. Uh, Padres took two out of three. Mets won, I think, the opener, like a really dicey extra innings kind of a game. Snell pitched mm-hmm. Saturday, and then I forget who pitched Sunday, and the Padres won. But that was really interesting because both of those teams had played very well coming into that series. The Padres had beaten the Angels. The Mets had kind of gone on that mini run to start the month, which was interesting. They played Arizona when Carroll got hurt. So it was just like the sort of the two teams that I think everyone was like, okay, like when's it going to happen? They played each other. Obviously, that means they both can't stay hot. Uh, so the Padres won two out of three. The Mets, because of that, are 42 and 48. So they have played 90 games. Their updated win total is 80 and a half. So they basically have to win 38 out of 72. Uh, yeah, I got that right. 38 out of 72. So 38 out of 72 is they have to go 38 and 34, something like that, right? Uh, 39 yeah. and 33 to go over this technically. And so they have to be, they're eight, they're six under, they have to be six over the rest of the way in order to hit the number. Uh, The Padres, meanwhile, their updated total is a little bit higher, 82 and a half. Uh, They have basically just only played a little bit better. It's basically like a really similar projection for both teams. So the Mets are six under, the Padres are four under with an identical number of games playing. So it's basically like, will both teams go in that four over, five over range? Also like, if you had to bet one of these overs, which one would you bet? I I, th- I think I would bet the Mets before I would bet the Padres to go over. Um, See, and I think on the other one. Okay, well, like, sell me the Padres, because this team drives me all right. nuts all the time. And, and it me- always seems like they're all mad at each other. That's always what it strikes me as. They all hate each other, and, like, somehow this isn't going to work out. Um. Yeah, it's, it's, it's really hard to sell you on the Padres outside of the fact, like, I feel like Joe Musgrove has been, he's been really good now that, that over that toe injury and this, the idiot was running on the hot turf in Mexico barefoot and burned his feet. Um, but he's pitching really, really well. And I don't, I saw a statistic too that said Blake Snell has been the best pitcher in baseball since like May 8th or something or May 10th. Um, but we'll do Cy I mean, Young in a little bit. We'll talk about him. Yeah. I'm uh, I'm okay. pretty anti for winning the Cy Young, but that doesn't mean he hasn't been awesome. I mean, look at his performances. Yeah. The pitching lines are outrageous. Ton of strikeouts. And then we haven't even brought up the other hand. Like, Michael Waka was pitching really well for him. I know that's – look, I'm not telling you to sit here and rely on Waka. I haven't even brought up you Darvish, who's not necessarily you Darvish, but I almost feel like you Darvish, Max Scherzer, Justin Verlander are probably all in that same basket now of – like, they're still good – but they're not who they were, you know, and it's and it's not close in my opinion. But I do like the Padres. I, I was hearing the rumors about if they fall out, would the Yankees try to make a ru- uh, move to trade for Juan Soto? Um, but it's just, there's just so much talent there, and I feel like it has to. Like you're you're, you're looking at it going, it has to happen. But the, you can say the same thing about the Mets, right? I just yeah, really I totally like agree for the Padres. Yeah, I mean, I think right, but I can. I mean, we can do the Mets, and I can say like. Got Zippo out of Verlander basically so far and was hurt for a while. Gotten not nearly as much out of Scherzer as you thought you were going to get. Carrasco's been a disaster. The bullpen was hurt the entire first half of the season and like just all came back at the end. There's <laughs> there's a rumbling, which I don't really believe, but I guess it's possible that Edwin Diaz could come back in the final month of the season to play 
uh, he was like throwing at City Field a couple weeks ago. And it was like inspired a lot of confidence. It would be really interesting if they made a run and made it and he was on the playoff roster. That would actually be like pretty outrageous. And uh, but, you know, that's like more of a pipe dream than anything. I don't mm-hmm. I just it's almost like it's it's a funny question because it's like, who do you trust? And the answer should be neither. But you have to pick mm-hmm. one, right? Like we can't we can't do a yeah. segment where it's like no, nothing, nothing, and then I just don't talk anymore for the rest of the segment. Like it's but, kind of so you know, just, do you trust the Mets manager more? Maybe. Do you trust their starting pitching more? Probably not. It's probably they're both pretty. You know, they have question marks. I, it's just it's a pretty interesting setup. But like I, I just want to be clear, like you and I are not recommending to bet either one of these. We are forced to pick one, so that's why right. we are like I, yeah, I, I wouldn't bet either one of these, but like. I don't know. I just I feel like that <laughs> I got that hunch on the Padres and it's probably going to be wrong because they've they've done this all year long. But I just watching the transition from pitching, knowing that those front two guys are going to be really good. I think they're going to win a lot of games. Will it be enough to get them over that number? Will it be enough to get them into the postseason? Probably not. Yeah. And just and it's it's interesting because if you do bet the Mets, uh, Jake, I'm curious what you think about this question, too, in a second. Uh, the, the Mets out of the gate right away. Uh, cause what was it? There was like, what's the injured player that there was some kind of injury news about, will somebody be ready? Whatever. I'll think of it. Uh, Oh, whether Kershaw be ready to pitch in the series because he, uh, missed the last start through the rotation or last turn through the rotation. So the, the Mets start three home against the Dodgers, like red, so like imagine it's like, oh, okay, like they played pretty well going into the break. They're not going to sell over 80 and a half. And it's like Dodgers, 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 three games right out of the bay. Like you could be in the pit of misery, like pretty fast the way this is going to work out. Jake, uh, uh, between the Mets and the Padres. So Mets 80 and a half kind of have to go like six over Padres, 82 and a half similar record. We haven't done the divisions yet. Both divisions feature probably like one bottom out team. And then kind of like a little bit of a who knows in the middle with like top contending teams. Atlanta and the Dodgers. So it's not even like a huge difference there. Do you have a preference? Like if you had to pick one of those teams to turn it around, you could say neither if you really want to. Do you have a preference? I don't really have a preference. I guess the Mets, just because there's the narrative-y thing that if they fire Buck and that kind of creates some kind of spark, but also kind of, I get what you're saying. Like the Padres just don't seem to like each other. Like it just seems like nobody wants to be there. All the stories are like, they hate each other. That's yeah. like the, that came out in like a month ago, right? That the veterans hate the young players. People think everybody thinks everyone else is not trying hard. Like that's kind of, that's, I mean, that, all that could be totally overblown. I'm not saying that's a reason to bet anything, but just like, I'm going to bet the over on a team that does that. That seems like a bad idea. Yeah. But like on the flip side, Scherzer and Verlander aren't getting any younger. And also the Mets have been one of the teams most negatively affected by the shift rules. So like that ain't changing that's anytime good. soon. It's good. No, either of those things. Yeah. So I neither is the answer, but like I Okay. I well, guess work the problem the I other guess way. The Mets. What you, you pick one of them to completely fold. Who completely folds? The Mets probably completely fold. That's just their thing every year. <laughs> the Mets because that's it, their thing. Like, okay, that's good. That's yeah. what happens every year. It's the same that, around yeah. Mets and Jets. Right? Mets and Jets, they do the same thing. <laughs> okay. They both Poor just stink so bad. Yeah, that's, that's well. That's why it's kind of an interesting conversation. Do you want, to, Jeremy? You got anything else on this? Or you want to? We can we can go to like a more glass no. half full team if you want. I I like the I like the glass half full stuff with Reds, Diamondbacks, Mar- like the Marlins and Orioles play coming out of the break here in Baltimore, which I think will be fun. Good pitching versus this young team, but um, 
But I, I do think some of these teams have staying power. Like I, I don't see, I don't think the Orioles are going anywhere anytime soon. Um, and I feel the same way about the Diamondbacks that they're going to hang around. Yeah. So the the updated numbers on those teams, well, we'll do them kind of in the order you said them. So the Orioles' updated number is ninety. And the Orioles are fifty four and thirty five. Um, so they have seventy three games left. Their updated number is ninety and a half. Uh, I believe in order to hit that, they have to go one over the rest of the way, something mm -hmm. like that. Yeah. 36 and 30, 37 and 35, something like that. So kind of like, are they, are they going to just be good enough to kind of get to the finish line? That actually may not be a bad bet. I actually do kind of like that. The Reds are the other mm -hmm. team that's super interesting. 50 and 41, uh, 71 games left. Their updated number is 84 and a half. Like, it's like, like will the reds go three under the rest of the season <laughs> like is it's just crazy alex brings up they open 60 give you an idea they open 64 and a half so they are currently projected to win 20 more games in the market than they were at the start of the year it's it's unreal to see how like i remember when we first started talking about them on this show it's like are they real who do you want to bet in that division yeah. and we were like Oh, God, who can you pick? Well, we'll continue some of this talk. We've got guests coming up next hour. It's hour number two. You better you bet right here on the BetQL Network brought to you by BetMGM.